It is Thursday, June 4th. Time for another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. First thing today, I want to talk about the ongoing John Jones and Dana White battle. We still really don't know how that's all going to play out. Things are still up in the air. But um, White spoke to, uh, let's, where was it? Eddie Hearn's Talk to Talk podcast. And one of the things he said that kind of bothered me is that, uh, here's the quote, the way that it works in the UFC, these guys that become these big stars become partners. They become partners in the pay-per-view and selling the pay-per-view. That's how we all make money. And that's, I don't think that's uh, 100% true. These, these fighters aren't partners in a big picture kind of way. They're partners in that specific pay-per-view, and they're not really partners in that either. They get a share of the pay-per-view sales if they meet a certain threshold, and then that money is built off that that threshold, and it goes up as the uh, sales go up. But if it doesn't meet that threshold, then, then the fighters aren't partners. They're just somebody fighting on a pay-per-view. So the idea, it sounds good, but it's not true. Uh, a true partner would get a better split than what the UFC fighters are getting. And a true partner would also be a partner all the time, not just some person who gets a cut of a pay-per-view once it reaches, reaches a, a certain threshold. A true partner would be an employee to start with and not an independent contractor. And, and a partner would also know where all the money is going and how it's being split up and who gets what and what share they're getting in the, in this, in the pay-per-view or in overall. So no UFC fighter is a partner. A partner would get shares in the in the business, and that's what Conor McGregor wanted. And Dana White said at that time that sure McGregor can get shares if he buys them. So the idea that any fighter for the UFC as a partner is just not true. It sounds good, and you can probably sell it to someone who doesn't know the way the UFC does business. Um, but in in the big picture, we all know that John Jones is is not a partner. He's a fighter who is tied to a one-sided contract, an independent contractor for the UFC. And, and this is another thing that's been bothering me a little bit about Dana White lately. He either is going on these quote-unquote friendly um, media tours where he'll speak with someone who's not going to push him too hard, or he's going to go on a show or a podcast or speak to someone who doesn't know as much about the UFC business as um, an MMA media member would. And these people will just accept what White tells them, and then they'll spread that to um, their, their audience. And if the audience is not as well-rounded and doesn't have the um, 
knowledge of the UFC and the MMA landscape, they're going to believe these things that White says. And it's, while it's great PR for, for White, and it spreads the message of his benevolence and how wonderful he and the UFC are, it doesn't really help the fighters because now they're being painted in a light where if they say something opposite of Dana White, the uh, that section of the uh, the fans, I guess, for lack of a better term, are gonna believe White, and they're gonna see these fighters as ingrates and and whatnot. Um, so White's making good good PR moves, but he's not helping anyone but himself. Um, and I think people need to realize that they really need to uh, see through this. He's he's a promoter. So he's basically a carny barker. He's going to tell you what you want to hear in order to put money in his pocket. That's what he does. That's his job description. His job description isn't to be truthful and, and help the fighters make more money. His job is to do whatever he can to put money in the UFC's pockets and the owner's pockets. And he's doing that. But yeah, to uh, to paint John Jones as a partner of the UFC in any way, shape, or form is uh, disingenuous at best. Colby Covington spoke to Submission Radio recently, and here's what he had to say. Let's be honest, guys. Belts don't mean anything anymore. The belts mean nothing. I mean, the biggest fights that can be made, they're not with belts anymore. Those aren't the big fights. Look at me and Jorge Masvidal. There's no belt. There's just a real beef, and that's the biggest fight that can be made. And for John, bigger fights are at heavyweight or maybe with Adesanya. That could be his biggest fight. So there's really no belts that are needed anymore these days for negotiating and for showing your worth and your drawing power. So the belt has no relevance to negotiations. And to that I would say maybe, but probably not. And my reason for saying that is uh, Tyron Woodley. He was welterweight champion, and when he was welterweight champion, he made $500,000. And when he lost the belt to Usman, and in his fight on Saturday, he made $200,000. So, while a belt might not be an ideal negotiating tool it is it has a payday built into it that you don't really have to negotiate um, so Woodley lost $300,000 between fights just by losing the title so the idea that the belt doesn't have any any worth is might be the biggest falsehood that Covington has uh tried to play play off here when you can more than double your money just well not just by but by being the UFC champion uh, 
and that's just in disclosed pay. Then you know someone like a John Jones will get uh, a little more. Daniel Cormier a little more, or a lot more if they get a, a good cut of the pay-per-view sales or a backroom deal. But to say that the uh, belt is is useless, it, it's we know it's useless in the eyes of the USC uh, because of the what was said in the antitrust trial where they basically said that the belts are just given to who the best fighter is at that time at that night whatever they said trying to downplay the importance of a title but we know that when you win a UFC title you do make more money so in that way the UFC titles are worth something and if you're at this point if you're not fighting to to make money then you're you're fighting into you're playing right into the UFC's hands because they want you to think that you know it's some kind of honor or something to to fight and make them money so if you're not fighting for money you might want to rethink your stance but yeah UFC titles do have a worth and that worth is putting money in your pocket so earlier today it was reported that Ian Heinrich was off the UFC 250 card because one of his coaches had tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and I just saw here that Aaron Bronstetter from TSN tweeted that the cornerman for Heinrich that tested positive will be tested again to determine whether the test was a false positive. Should subsequent subsequent tests come back negative, Heinrich could still be cleared to compete Saturday, and he is continuing to cut weight and train. Um, so this is something I've been harping on a little bit um, since I think last week when I think it was Claudia Gadelia and Dan Ige said that there were um, for Gadelia she te- said she tested positive and it came back as a False positive. Ige said, I think it was his brother-in-law tested positive, then it came back as a false positive. So, no one has said how the UFC is determining these these things are, are false positives. So, I don't understand without the UFC saying this is how we determined it, why we should believe or how we can believe that these things are really false positives. Um, if you do one test and it comes back positive and you do another test and it comes back negative, how can you say that one's a false positive and one's an actual negative? I think you need to, I think the UFC needs to really be transparent in this case. Um, if there's no detail here on how this false positive is being determined, then we're all left to wonder if it really is. And um, in health and safety, transparency should always be the goal. And it's just something that should be followed through on. I don't understand why the promotion won't just say this is how. Because I, I think that's important. If you want your other fighters for future events to feel safe, then tell everyone how this is being determined. Because if I'm going in there 
and I'm unsure if this person is tested positive or then I'm, I'm a little nervous. The other thing that I'm questioning here is uh, Nolan King from MMA Junkie said that um, the positive test made uh, um, some folks nervous around the uh, event and that shouldn't be if the protocol was followed because the protocol says that someone flying or driving uh, the travel to the event, you should be wearing a mask for PPE, and that includes the transport from the airport or whatever to the hotel. And once you're in the hotel, you should be wearing PPE, and then you get your COVID-19 test, and then you... Um, self-quarantine until the test comes back negative or positive and then you follow up on whatever the result is and what the next step in the protocol is so if the protocol is being was being followed then no one should feel nervous because there should be a very 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 slim chance that someone would uh, catch uh, coronavirus COVID-19 from Heinrich's corner if the protocol is not being followed, well, then you got something to worry about. And from what I'm seeing in these videos that are coming out around embedded again, just like they did in the uh, UFC 249, there's things to be concerned about. And I'm trying to get answers about my concerns, but I'm not, I'm not having any luck. Um, and that, that bothers me too, because why wouldn't you want to be transparent on your health and safety plan? I don't understand it. I really don't. I wish more people were uh, reporting on this, people that had actual um, access to the UFC to get answers. Uh, but maybe that's why they have access to the UFC, because they don't push for these answers. So, we'll see what happens. I said the, uh, I don't I think it was yesterday or the day before, that I thought that Gilbert Burns would get the next uh, UFC welterweight title shot. Dana White said that it was highly likely that Burns will get the next shot. And the reason that White gave is kind of sort of along the lines of what I said. Um... I guess after the fight, Burns said that he wanted to turn it around right away, get back in the octagon, and get the title shot. And White said, you know, that's that when someone acts like that, that is what's going to get them the shot. What, what he fails to mention in that is that when someone does that, it's probably a good chance that that person's not going to ask for the a large payday for that fight they're more anxious to get the fight than to get paid and that is what I thought was going to happen with Burns and that he was going to fight getting the fight was more important than getting the money and with that it was going to be easier for him to to get a title fight over someone like Jorge Masvidal or whoever else is in line so 
like I said, I'm not going to be surprised if Burns gets that fight. And I'm also not going to be surprised if he is underpaid for that fight. Well, he's going to be underpaid regardless, but severely underpaid for that fight, which there's a good chance he will be. I know I've been beating the drum on COVID-19 a lot harder than most and a lot more than most. And I know it can become annoying. But um, from what I'm seeing from the UFC here in the embedded videos, they are not taking the protocol seriously. They're not. So we had Cody Garbrandt in episode embedded number one in the airport. No PPE on. Um, and that includes his team. No mask. And then in episode three, embedded three, which just came out tonight, uh, Garbrandt and his team are at a gun range in Vegas. No masks. Both of those um, are violations of the protocol, the UFC's protocol. And I still am dumbfounded by why the UFC allows the fighters to leave the hotel or quote-unquote biodome area um, during fight week. And he, he's not the only one. I think uh, Felicia Spencer did it too to do some sightseeing. I might be wrong on that one, but I, I thought someone in the embedded video did that. And when you leave the hotel, which is supposed to be a closed area, and come back in, there's a distinct possibility, maybe not a distinct possibility, but there's a possibility that you were exposed to COVID-19. And with Vegas opening up this week, there's even more chance that you're going to get exposed uh, so the ideal situation and the one that other leagues are looking at is a biodome where you go in there and you stay in there. And if you leave that area and come back, you get quarantined for two weeks until your, you know, your, the incubation period has passed. The UFC is just letting these people go in and out. It seems like without really caring and they're going to do a, a temperature check and they're going to do a COVID-19 check tomorrow after weigh-ins. But tomorrow after weigh-ins, if uh, someone that left the, the area, the hotel, on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, there's a high chance that if they have COVID-19, if they you know, were exposed to it on Wednesday or Thursday, they're not, they're, they might not test positive for it um, on Friday. And they might not have a high temperature on Saturday. But in a week or two... They could they could pop positive. The uh, it's 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 stunning the lack of control the UFC is is uh, exerting over these COVID nineteen protocols. It's 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 like it, they do not care at all. It's like they're rolling the dice, and if someone gets it, meh, we'll catch it on a test. That shouldn't be the case. If, if you say you're going to go above and beyond in safety, the minimum is to keep the people in the biodome area and not let them go out to do whatever they want. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's not good. You know, it, 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 it's not good for uh, mental health for these fighters. That they, they want to blow off some steam before the fights get a little relaxed and whatnot. But it's a necessity. Um, so the health and safety is number one it should be but it's not for the ufc it's, so they're paying lip service to it but they're not following through 
and they are hoping that no one's going to notice or that no one's going to end and that no one's going to get sick but people are going to notice and 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 folks like me are are going to keep bringing it up do the right thing that's all i'm asking do the right thing but it, it just seems like an impossibility it, the the ufc just refuses to do the right thing here and i hope it doesn't bite them in the ass but Sooner or later, it's going to bite him in the ass. Um, and on that, I will call it a date. And uh, maybe I'll be back before the fights, depending on if anything exciting happens. And if not, I'll be back on uh, Sunday night into Monday. Till then, stay safe. Mm-hmm.